It's that time of year again. Basketball is nearly back. So how will the running Utes do in the 2022-2023 season? We're talking about it on today's Locked on Utes. You are Locked on Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and thank you for making Lockdown Utes your first listen every single day. We do greatly appreciate it, and we are available on all platforms, including YouTube. Today's show is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college. Post your job for free and terms and conditions may apply. My name is JT Wistersill, former intern inside the University of Utah Athletic Department. Excited to be talking about Utah basketball. And when we're going to talk about and preview Utah basketball, there's only one person to bring on, and that's Andrew Crowley. Andrew, the host of the Run and Hoops podcast, joins us now. And Andrew, when we're just talking about general thoughts on this Utah team, look, last year was very tough. Didn't win a game in January, 4-16 and in conference play, 11-20 and overall on the year. That's just not what you would like to see, but also in a first year of a new head coach, it's understandable. You saw a lot of guys transfer, um, go on to play elsewhere. I mean, honestly, a lot of those guys might have transferred if uh, Coach Kristoviak didn't leave anyways. But I feel excited for what we're going to see from this year team because in, when you are in a rebuilding mode, a second year, I just you hope to see a step in the right direction. And with so many players coming back and a couple of new exciting ones joining the fray, I feel like th- that's the only thing you can be is excited about this Utah basketball team. Yeah, well, first of all, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate uh, joining you today on the Locked On Utes podcast. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, after last season, there was a lot of talk about, you know, maybe the right guys hadn't quite gotten in there. They had to take some guys late. But, uh, you know, this year Craig's had a full off season mm-hmm. to, you know, really kind of get his guys in there and really start to build that. You know, he doesn't like to use the word culture, but I'll use it. Uh, yeah. Culture there. And so I think there's a lot of room for uh, reason for optimism this year. Yeah. And because you have, we talked about it, um, his guys coming in and his guys also with that extra year at Utah, when you're talking about guys like Raleigh Wooster, Marco Anthony, of course, but then the new addictions as well. You get Mike Saunders coming in, a guy I'm personally really excited about to see. So I do think this team has um, a good blend of new of players returning to them obviously brandon carlson what he's meant for this utah program provided stability when there's not been a lot of that for this utah basketball team the last few years and then you get players as well like gavin baxter exciting recruits like will as well as kiba coming in and i just really like the blend of this team that it makes it hard to predict where they're going to end up in terms of conference and their record on the season but being unpredictable is a lot of fun well they certainly look a lot better in the layup line yeah. This year, right. <laughs> With guys like Keba Keita, mm-hmm. Will Exact, Ben Carlson, they've, they've got, you know, they've they've beat us all over the head this offseason with their size, their athleticism. And, you know, again, just those right attitudes, right personalities. And so uh, certainly a lot of room for optimism here so far. Yeah, got to be excited about the direction it's trending in. And I think one guy that a lot of people are really excited about is the guy I just talked about, Brandon Carlson, coming back with this team once again. 
look, feels like he's going to be their best player for this season. I know you have him on your podcast and are going to as well all throughout the season on the Running Hoops podcast. What are kind of some of the things you've learned from talking with Brandon and what kind of a year do you think he's in for? Because I think he's in for another monster season. Well, my favorite thing that Brandon Carlson says uh, and has said this entire offseason is you can't have two appendicitis, right? <laughs> like he's he's done with that kind of uh, bad mm-hmm. luck. And so, yeah. you know, he's he's a guy that's just put the work in all offseason. He works on his body. I think towards the end of last year he had or middle of last year, I guess I should say he, he had his body where he wanted it to be. Then he got COVID, then he mm-hmm. got appendicitis, and it just really kind of derailed his season. But if you go back to the game that they played in Boulder against Colorado, he dominated yes. Evan Batty, Jabari Walker, some of those bigger guys that are playing internationally and in the NBA now. And so, you know, Brandon's just a guy that I've learned. He's the ultimate team guy. He's the ultimate Utah man. You know, he's a guy that – had opportunities I think that if he had jumped into the portal he would have been mm-hmm. highly sought after yeah, but 100%. he's a Utah guy you know yeah. through and through and so I'm excited to see what he can do this year and it is such a testament to how much he loves this team and this program because so many players who would have gone through even less of what he went through would have been in the portal in a heartbeat with the way this team is kind of shaken out and even the outlook for this season it's a team that we expect to do some fun things but they're not a contender to really win the Pac-12 this season. So for him to be able to stay and want to be a part of this team is really cool. Um, you mentioned you have on every week. My first year inside the department was Brandon's first year back from his mission. So uh, getting to come down and kind of sit with him just before the even season started, I just look back on that and talk with him. He was such a great guy then all the way now to where he is, where I um, last spring I actually was playing a pickup game with him. And uh, it's just amazing to see that physical transformation he's made as well and has grown into a leader of this team. And speaking of leaders, I think another guy that got to talk about is one of my favorite players is Marco Anthony. I just love his tenacity he brings, especially defensively. And he is what I call a winning player, the kind of guy that wins – games on championships teams he actually didn't play but he did win a national championship with virginia way back as well which is uh crazy to figure uh think about with deandre hunter and uh all the guys they had be one of them being kyle guy of course for but for marco i just think he's such a great addition he's not going to light it up from the outside now he has been working on his shot so it'll be interesting to see how that looks coming into the season but he's the kind of guy that's going to guard the other team's best player and especially on the wings and you know is going to be able to hang in there physicality-wise. And there's going to be some nights he just does whatever the team needs. Maybe that's score 15 a night. Maybe he finishes the game with seven points and five assists. But you also know he's going to be a monster on the boards as he was all season. I believe – I mean, he's only 6'5", too, which is crazy but because he's absolutely shredded as well. But when you look at him, he's going to go in there and just be a leader for this Utah team that I think they really need that kind of maturity and leadership on the court. And he was another guy I was really excited about that was coming back. Absolutely. Uh, Well-traveled. Um, you know, he's probably what, 31, 32 years old now. Yeah. So, uh, you know, he's, uh, yeah. I mean, look, you don't, uh, you don't just wander into the university of Virginia basketball program mm-hmm. under Tony Bennett. I mean, that's a, that's a legit program. You gotta be smart. You gotta be a hard worker and he's all of those things and more um, to your point, you know, guarded the best player on the team last year, he shut down Harrison Ingram from Stanford yes. when they played mm-hmm. them in, in uh, on the farm. And, you know, he's uh, – sorry, I'm blanking a little bit here. You're good. You made a joke about his age, and I totally went over my head, so I think you're okay. <laughs> That's all right. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I, I just I just love the, the attitude that he brings to, to the table and just, you know, 
love that he's he's willing to do whatever it takes to help the team. Yeah, I, it's something I love about him too, and it's great that those are the kind of guys, Raleigh Wooster included as well, just Craig Smith needed his guys to help bring in his vision, and that's what it's exciting that those guys have come back for another year to just a full off season. You know what to expect now. It's a great thing to have guys like Marco coming in who have been well-traveled, won a championship, went on a little bit of a run with Utah State, and now have been in this program for over a year. And then, of course, Brandon Carlson, who's one of the better players in the Pac-12 and has also been on Utah for a couple of years. So those are the two guys I feel like are really the established players on this team. But there's other fun names coming back, new faces onto the scene. We're going to talk about the guys we think are going to break out and really have a big season for Coach Smith and this team in a moment. But first, want to talk to you guys a little bit more about LinkedIn Talent Solutions. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have the access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Guys, I use LinkedIn all the time to network, keep track of what's going on in my friends' working lives, as well as connect in the fields that I'm trying to progress in. Because you know LinkedIn is one of the largest job sites and networks you can find. Make sure you go over and add your job to the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions may apply. Thank you for making Locked On Mutes your first listen every day, but for your second listen every day, make sure you guys head over and check out Locked On Sports today for the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. So coming back in, talking about the players that we expect to have really big seasons. And I think the first guy that I'm going to mention is a guy who you know, came on last year and we didn't see a ton of him early on the season, but then as the year got going, he really started to break out. And what's key to the game of basketball today, of course, is outside shooting. And no one on this Utah roster does that better than Gabe Matson. And Matson's a guy who, you know, 6'6", coming over to this team last year that once it clicked, it really clicked. You just remember those games where he made four or five plus three-pointers. Might have even made six one time, I'm trying to remember. But Madsen, just an incredible shooter from the outside. And I think another year he's going to continue to kind of grow that offensive game. And I expect him to really fill it up. I, I don't think he's going to lead this team in scoring, but there's going to be a lot on average-wise, but I think there's going to be a lot of nights where he does end up just because he's able to provide that spacing from the outside. I also think we're going to see him attack the rim a little bit more this year. I think his mid-range game is going to be a little improved and developed. And I'm just really excited to see another year of Gabe Madsen, who is the best shooter on this team. And he's one of the best shooters flat out in the conference. Love Gabe Madsen. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he got his uh, early season last year, got derailed a little bit Mm -hmm. by that collapsed lung freakish thing, like all these freak injuries that happened to this team last year. But once to to your point, you know, once he, he got it going, he got it going. And uh, from what I've heard from, you know, kind of the, as uh, as John Rothstein would say, the the spies placed yeah. in practice, he's lighting it up in practice, mm-hmm. and he's really one of these guys that's going to elevate his game this year and could be a big factor offensively for the Utes. Yeah, I, I think he'll definitely be a big factor for this team. Who's another guy you're looking at that you're kind of like, this is a guy a lot of people are going to be talking about as the season goes on and once it's wrapped up? Well, you mentioned Mike Saunders. Yeah, I, I really like what he brings to the table. He's a scoring guard. He's fast. He's athletic. 
And I think that the biggest impact that Mike Saunders is going to have on this team is that he's going to make it so that Raleigh Wooster doesn't have to play 30 minutes a game. I mean, he got, he was, he was averaging, you know, 25, 30 minutes a game last year. And I just think that he kind of got gassed a little bit mm-hmm. towards the end. And we, there were moments there where he was taking the last shot, but just didn't have his legs. And so I, I really like what Mike Saunders brings to the table as a player, but then as sort of the, the combination of that and being a, another guard, that's going to help Raleigh. It's going to help some of the other guys that, that handle the ball as well. So Mike Saunders is a guy that I'm really looking forward to seeing. I'm really looking forward to him too. And he's a guy that I hope he does win the starting point guard job personally. I just love the athleticism, the upside that he's got going for him. And just that explosiveness at the guard position is something that I really want to see. I think he's got that that rare level of explosiveness too. We haven't seen kind of from a Utah guard in a couple seasons. Do you think he's going to win the job or do you think it's going to be Raleigh? Ooh, that's tough. I mean, I think that it'll probably be, probably be Raleigh early, mm-hmm. but he could take the job from him. But I don't even look at it as like one guy gets the job, the other guy doesn't yes. get the job. I, I think that, you know, Raleigh's going to be that steadying hand in the backcourt for the running Utes. And Mike Saunders, I mean, you, th- you think about what they've lacked over the last several years and it's energy off the bench, mm-hmm. right? You know, somebody yeah. that can come in at that five, six minute mark, you know, into the game and, and really, you know, provide a spark. And so I think Saunders is a guy that could do that. But, you know, we'll just kind of have to see. But I, I do think that Raleigh being kind of Craig's guy probably gives him the edge early on in that point guard battle. Yeah, it's, it's so essential to running a system. And, look, you can run it well in practice, but it's totally different when you get in a game versus a team that you haven't seen yet this season. So those are the kind of the two breakout guys we like. I'm going to go with someone else under the radar. I don't know how many minutes he's going to get this year because Utah is loaded at the front court. But um, – Kiebakita is a guy that, look, he played AU basketball with my brother, so I've been watching him for a while. And this guy is just a physical freak. And you've heard some things coming out of practice as well, just like what this guy can do. He absolutely rips the rim off every time he goes to dunk a ball. He's an emphatic shot blocker. He's already going to be one of the best rim protectors the team has to offer. And look, it's always hard when you're a freshman and when there's a loaded front court and when you're still kind of learning some things about the game. But man, Kiba is going to make some highlight plays for this team and just going to bring some excitement that I think is really going to get the Huntsman roaring. Like we haven't seen a couple times in the past few years. So he's a guy that we don't, I don't know what to expect from him role-wise. He's not going to play every game, but I think he's going to get opportunities. And I think when he does, he's going to make the most of them and leave a lot of people really excited about the future at the Utah center position because more than likely Brandon Carlson is not going to be back on this team another year. I think he could technically use the COVID year and come back if he wanted to, but I feel like Cable is going to have a shot to be this team's starting center as soon as next year because I think he's le- he is going to grow so much too by the first game to the final game. This is the most random unofficial stat that you'll hear yeah. uh, from me on this podcast. But I think last year in the opener against Abilene Christian, the running Utes did not have a dunk until really? the last two minutes of the entire game. Wow. And <laughs> yeah, at least that's my memory, right? And I, I mean, remember commenting like on it. Yeah, I remember I remember commenting on it at the time. Kebaketa is the kind of guy that, like you said, he's gonna rip the rim off, he can take the roof off of a building. With mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And that is exactly what the Huntsman Center needs. It's exactly what this team needs is a guy like that to just go over somebody, right? Make them look bad. And, you know, they just haven't had that the last couple of years. You know, Carlson's had some highlight reel type dunks yep. here and there, 
but you know, Kevo's just going to take your lunch money and not even feel bad about it on the court. I mean, I think that's what, I think yeah. that's what I'm looking forward to with him. Uh, can I give you another, yes. another young guy yeah. I'm looking forward to see? Yeah, definitely. Will exact, mm-hmm. you know, th- this guy's got so much potential, I think. And he, he's another one of these guys, you know, Craig Smith said at media day that he would challenge Marco Anthony for the largest arms on the team yeah. at 18 years old. Oof. So, you know, if he can put the skills with that, he's going to be another guy that I think fans are going to really enjoy seeing, you know, again, who knows how many minutes he's going to get mm-hmm. because he's so raw, but when he gets in, I think we're going to see some highlight real type plays from him as well. Yeah. Will exacts another guy that, you know, wasn't really recruited a ton by a lot of people, but really feels like he's one of those diamonds in the rough going to come in and do a lot of fun things. And another one, as you mentioned, we don't know what to expect in year one, but I expect it to be really good things because he has those exciting moments and I don't need him to be perfect. We, there might right. be, I think there's going to be games where he closes, honestly. I, and I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if at the end of the season, he took a starting role. I also wouldn't be surprised if he does just kind of keep that bench role throughout the year. And it's just like, he's really exciting moments. It just needs to put it all together, which is something that I think is going to be fun. Now this Utah team in general is just so much like a rebuilding NBA team to me, because there are so many, you know what the expectations are. You're not going to compete with the best teams in the PAC 12, but I do think this Utah team's going to have a chance to get a big upset this year. Something they got so close versus UCLA and Oregon at home last year, just couldn't quite pull it off. I think that's the difference is they will get one of those at the Huntsman this year, but there are so many fun pieces on this team and just guys that are going to go out there and play so hard that, you're going to want to tune in every Saturday or whatever they play on the weekday to watch them because they're going to be a lot of fun. Totally agree. Totally agree. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's like we said, you know, at the beginning, a lot of those pieces last year just ended up not fitting, you know, yeah. for whatever reason, right? Dave Jenkins, Portage, you know, Booth Gotch, some of those other guys. And it just seems like everybody that's come in has come in with the right attitude. You know, I've mm-hmm. talked to a lot of these guys on my podcast, you know, I know you've got some familiarity with the program as well. And so, you just you just get a better sense that the right attitudes are there, you know, the right athleticism, all, just all of that stuff. And you can't help but think that them being more connected that way is going to ultimately lead to more victories, more competitive games, right? You're not going to have a 10-game losing streak like you did last year, winless in the month of January, I think is what you yeah. said at the outset. I just don't see you ha- you know, let, you know, not obviously they're not going to compete for a Pac-12 title, but, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to be in the mix in the middle, yes. I think, you know, and they're going to beat some teams and some teams are going to beat them, but they're going to be entertaining to watch. They are going to be really entertaining to watch. And we're going to talk about where we think they'll finish in the Pac-12, as well as how they're going to do in non-conferences and even talk about who we think the starting five is going to be in a second. But first, want to talk to you guys about our friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting and info this season. And as the new basketball season gets underway, find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news podcasts, and in-depth analysis. Guys, it has been so awesome having college football and NFL football every Saturday and Sunday. We know the NBA is back. And the last major one is really coming back it's right around the corner in college basketball so make sure you guys head over to bet online cash in on some of those opening week lines it's gonna be great having the youths back and there's always so many fun conference tur- non-conference tournaments going on they're not, excuse, not even conference tournaments but just these tournaments where these powerhouses play each other it's one of the things that makes college basketball so great is the best can play each other early on in the season so make sure you guys head over to bet online use the website or mobile device to learn more bet online where the game starts. Also, want to talk to you guys about our friends at UCCU. 
At UCCU, they're offering a 15-month savings certification with an incredible high APY of 4.0%. Plus, you can jump up to an even higher rate of return anytime during the life of your certification. If you guys haven't noticed, inflation rates are both on the rise, and we're here to give you some good news. UCCU can help you with those current rates and the advantage for a limited time. As we mentioned, it's a 15th month savings certificate with an incredibly high APY of 4.00%. What savings certificate is is that like a savings account? A savings certificate is similar to a savings account. Both are great ways to earn a safe return on your money over time. But here's the difference. Saving accounts typically come with unlimited deposits and withdrawals. But a serving certificate, you can you just make one deposit and then let your money grow and grow and grow and grow. With fixed rates, return that at a much higher than a standard savings account. How much higher? A lot higher. You can also get a savings certificate for as little as $500, making this an awesome opportunity for every type of saver, big or small. And make sure you guys go over and check out check out and jump in on this exciting offer. Visit uccu.com to learn more or get your savings certificate for a day. Once again, that limited offer, a 15-month savings certificate with an incredibly high APY of 4.00% and a variety of terms options to match your specific needs. So make sure you guys head over to UCCU. It is a quick and simple, and you will be able to do it a lot faster than it took me to read that ad. So make sure you guys head over to UCCU and check that out. All right, Andrew, coming back in, talking about starting lineups. So I am going to go with, I already said, I think my guy, Mike Saunders, is going to be the starting point guard for this team. I think Gabe Madsen gets the nod at the two. This is where it gets interesting because we know Brandon's at the five and we know Marco's at the three or the four. One of the things that's so great about Marco is just that strength allows him to play either of those positions. So who gets the other job? Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, this is the one I had everything else written down. Then I thought in the moment I would just make a a gut call and uh, go with it. I am going to go early on the season. You know, it just feels right. I'm going to go with Stefanovic. I think Stefanovic gets to start at the three for this team to start the year. I wouldn't be surprised to see any number of these guys, whether that is the other Ben, not Brandon Carlson, but Ben Carlson. I think Gavin Baxter could also be a guy who starts early, but I just really like Brandon at the five. And I think going small gives this team a lot of versatility. And Stefanovic is, we talked about all these other breakout players and guys. Stefanovic is the guy like right after Madison is who I would bring up because he had those exciting games last year, kind of tailed off as the year ended. But when all I want to see in your first year is those flashes. He came over to the U.S. first time in this country, played basketball. He's a guy who just goes about things the right way. And I think it's in for a big season. So I'm going with Saunders, Madison, Stefanovic, Marco, and Carlson, at least to start the season. What do you think it's going to be? Well, I'm, as you know, I'm going to differ on the point guard. Yes. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think Raleigh probably starts it off for them yep. uh, to, to get the season going. I agree with you on, on Madsen, though. I, I tell you, would not be surprised at mm-hmm. all to see Stefanovic take the two. True. Um, you know, that just, just as a kind of an interesting thing. And again, then mm-hmm. bring the energy off the bench. But I'll go with Madsen at the two. Marco at the three. And then I think Ben Carlson's going to get that start at the mm-hmm. four. They just, and then, then obviously Brandon Carlson at the five, they just needed so much rebounding help. That's last true. Year. And, you know, Marco, again, Jack of all trades, but hopefully he can play a more natural position for mm-hmm. him at the three. And then, you know, Brandon Carlson and Ben Carlson can lock down that 
the the front court mm-hmm. so that you know they can break out, get more breakout plays, less you know multiple possession possessions for the opposition and all that stuff. So I'll go Ben Carlson at the four. I really like that, and Ben's a guy I'm really excited about coming over from Wisconsin. I think he's going to have a chance to do a lot of fun things too, and would not be surprised at all to see him get the start. Because even though, as you mentioned, Marco's a really good rebounder, but this team might need him to do a lot of other things as well. So going and crashing the boards is on top of everything else he has going on. It's it's a lot to ask. So that's right. Either, either way, it's going to be interesting. Um, I think one thing that's interesting about this Utah team is we spend so much time talking about the roster. Um, what are just your expectations for Craig Smith in year two? You know, Chris Burgess joining the the staff as well as uh, the, all the other pieces they have over there. I, I think it's a really exciting group, and I do like the energy that Coach Smith brings to this team and the sidelines as well, whether it's throwing the fists the fist after a big score or whatever it is. I like what he brings, and I'm excited to see him in year two, and I think he's going to leave Utah fans optimistic and confident that they made the right choice after this season's over. Yeah, he's definitely – you know, through the first year plus seems like the right guy for the job, right? Mm -hmm. He's got the right amount of energy. He's got the right amount of enthusiasm. He loves to teach the game, loves to be in the gym with the guys and, you know, bringing in a guy like Chris Burgess, who is a tie to, you know, the good old days, right? The, 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 the Majerus days before things kind of fell apart a little bit. I think it's a great move. You know, I've Mm -hmm. talked to a lot of former players on my podcast and they all love that there is now a, a firm link, you know, from the past to the current program. And, you know, just those ties that bind with Utah basketball, I think it's really, really great. You know, as far as my expectations, one of the things that Craig has uh, said last week during media day and has kind of repeated a couple times is that they had to look inward a little bit, do some self-reflection, do a little self-evaluation, maybe some things that worked at South Dakota and Utah State. Yeah. Don't work when you go up a weight class in the Pac-12. And so I really think that, you know, Craig understands what he needs to do to win in the Pac-12. And so I, you know, my expectation in season two is that we're going to see a lot more winning just flat out and a lot more competitive games because, you know, they figured it out and they've got the roster to do it. Mm-hmm. And with that coming into it, figuring things out, I think it's going to lead to an improved record. So I think this team on the season, I'm going to do record and Pac-12 prediction. I think they're going to go 15 and 17. So raise that win total by four. Um, if I'm off a couple games because they have a little less this year on their schedule, I apologize. But 15 and actually, I'll make that 16 and 17 because I'll elaborate on why in a moment. So 16 and 17. And I think this team's going to finish. I could really see them going anywhere from. Six to 10, I feel like is really where they're going to end up. And you know what? Because I'm feeling optimistic and obviously this is locked on Utes. I'm going to give them six. I think they do a lot of fun things. I think they're the story of the Pac-12. They're scrappy. They get after it. I wouldn't be surprised to see them at 10. It's just hard when you deal with the conference that is loaded in basketball. This is where, look, the Pac-12 gets called the Conference of Champions. This is everything outside of football is where that really applies more overall. Obviously, we haven't seen a Pac-12 team in the college football playoff in a long time, and we'll see how that shakes out once the, by the time we're recording this, the rankings will have already come out tonight, so it'll be interesting to see where Utah falls in those, but basketball is where this conference is really loaded, so as we talked about, hard to get at the top, but I really think this team's going to fight hard, get after it. I think they earned the sixth seed in conference play, and I think because they'll have that sixth seed, I think they're going to win a game in the conference tournament. I, I think 
think they'll lose in the second round once they get against some of the little more top talent in there. But I think a win in conference, the conference tournament will have people excited about the direction this team is heading in. Uh, being in the top six of the conference would be another huge accomplishment for this group that just plays hard. And because of that mix of youth and veterans, I really like it. And I think it's going to make for a fun year that yields some good results and a 16-17 record as well. I love it. I love it. I thought I was bullish on the youth. Yeah. <laughs> but then you came along. I know. Uh, no, this, this is great. Yeah. Look, I I picked them in my sort of my unofficial, if I had a, a ballot, uh, I picked them seventh. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my bold predictions for the year is that when they play Arizona on December 1st in the Huntsman, they're going to be undefeated. I think they're going to like beat that. Georgia Tech, and I yep. think they're going to win the Fort Myers tip-off. I, I really yeah. do. I think they've got – the horses to, to do that and the rest of their schedule is super soft. So they won I their non-conference. Uh, they won that one earlier last year too. That's right. Yeah. So defending sunshine slam champions and you yes, can't take yeah. that away from them. <laughs> you remember um, it. There you go. You know, so, so I think they're going to be seven and oh, you know, going into that game. If you were to ask me to set an over under total for your, for your bet read that you did, yeah, uh, you, you know, I, I would set the over under at about 17 games uh-huh. And I, I think That's I think good. they're going to go over that. I, I really yeah. do. I think uh-huh. they're going to get a couple. They're probably going to have a couple of surprising losses, but they also yeah. I think are going to have a surprising win uh-huh. or two. Um, and so I would put them at like what you know, eighteen and 13, 19 and twelve, somewhere in there. A huge jump from an eleven win you team, know, and I think they can totally reach it as well. Yeah, it would be it would be a huge jump. But the more I look at this non conference schedule, the more I think yep. the only game that may be completely out of reach is TCU. Yeah, um, I think BYU yeah. is as vulnerable as they have been in a long time, and you know, we'll see. But but yeah, I'm I'm optimistic. I think this team could really you know put something together again. Not an NCAA tournament team, but mm-hmm. a but a strong NIT resume yeah. in year two. I think that's about all you can ask for. That has you feeling optimistic. That's what you need. And if you're not feeling optimistic and fired about the running Utes after listening to this, then you just don't love Utah basketball. So, Andrew, appreciate you coming on. Make sure you guys follow Andrew at the Running Hoops podcast and check out all the great content he has going on over there. Andrew, appreciate you coming on. Hey, thank you for having me. Go Utes. Go Utes. That's a better way to end it than that. So thank you guys for listening to Locked On Utes. We'll have some fun stuff the rest of the week, too, talking a little bit more about Utah's game against Arizona, including a crossover with Locked On Wildcats and a couple more game previews, as well as reactions to Utah's ranking in the college football playoff poll. So it's going to be fun to talk about it all, and we're doing it here on Locked On Utes. Also, want to remind you guys that thank you for making us your second listen every day. But for your first listen, check out Locked On Sports today for the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you guys once again for making Locked On Utes your first listen every day, and we'll see you tomorrow.